We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's happening, everybody, and happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. So close to a victory pod, but not quite. Um, But we will get into all of that. I am Jimmy, and I'm with the man they call Dan. So, Dan, what is going on? Coming at you. Coming at you hot, man. You know, I don't know nothing. I I got no good news. (laughs) <laughs> to, to share with you. Uh, I, I ran the, the victory lap 5k this weekend. That was kind of cool at sporting. I know there we had go. a lot of, a lot of listeners out there running as well. Um, pretty nice day for it. Really very sunny. And I got very exhausted and like physically ill later. Cause I was like, I don't run. What oh, am no. I doing? Why am I doing this? <laughs> but overall good day. Good times. Um, what's new with you, man? Did you see that crappy X-Men movie? No, I didn't even realize that out. Oh man. Exactly. It's bad when you when you are more interested in Rocket Man than you are about Dark Phoenix because you haven't even heard about Dark Phoenix coming out. <laughs> well, first off, I heard Rocket Man's pretty good. So It's pretty fun. Let's yeah, uh, it's good. Yeah, you want to know a a weird factoid about me that uh You love Elton John? I have seen Elton John live in concert. I Wow. Uh, I was 13 was at oh, a work wow. conference with my mom and somehow they got Elton John to come perform live for their annual conference. And Holy uh cow, what's your mom do? Well yeah, see that's the thing. She she used to sell Herbalife. Um Oh wow. You know, it was before it like got exposed really as like the pyramid scheme that it is. Um <laughs> but she was at their annual conference, took me with her. I don't know why. It was in Nashville. Man. And uh they had rented out the arena Great where the place. Nashville Predators play and uh yeah apparently had enough money from all their pyramid scheming to pay for Elton John wow. to give a private concert to uh, to the arena. Um, I didn't even know the Predators have been in existence that long. I didn't know if they were an expansion team or not. That's that's awesome. Yeah, so uh, I did not appreciate it at the time, as you might imagine. I, so. Well, I saw, the band, I saw the band Kansas out of Six Flags in Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So uh, random, dude. Carry on my wayward son. It was crazy. And they were like, who says when you're 65 years old, you can't kick ass and rock and roll? And I was like, I don't know. Someone's saying that well, somewhere. Uh, Sorry, I guys. Mean, 
<laughs> if you're if you're playing at a Six Flags in Oklahoma, I think that's yeah. your first clue. But oh um, man, it wow. was it was a, an experience. That's for sure. Kind of like how I felt when I saw the X Men movie. I was like, that was an experience. That was something. Yeah, did not know that was out yet. I did see Aladdin. That was very good. Ah, I'm a fan. Bro. That was fun, you street rat, you. That's a good time. <laughs> That's a. I mean, y'all know what you're getting into with our podcast. Sometimes we turn into a movie podcast. Oh yeah, dude, um, we should do a spinoff movie podcast. That'd be so fun. We should. Maybe we will. I, I even talked about getting Marissa in on it because she likes the worst movies. And I'm always like, what? There's, all they did was talk, and she's like, yeah, that's the best part. The action sucks, and I'm like, oh my god, why are we even? Why are we even together? What is that? <laughs> Opposites really do attract. It's oh very my funny. Gosh. But um, hey, yes. let me hit you with this review, man. Do New it. New five star review. Okay. And I love the title of it, as it says: "Bears beats." Battlestar Galactica. There you go. There you go. <laughs> From Ian Ian C09. It says Zlatan Ibrahimovic's favorite sporting KC podcast. Probably. All okay. I know is that if either Jimmy or Dan ever end up in Omaha, their first Philly cheesesteak at Barrett's Barely Corn is on me. Now I'm thinking like, okay, that what our first? Like, are we expected to have more than one cheesesteak? Yeah, I mean, you got to go I will. with at least two or three cheesesteaks when you're. Is it I mean, is it barely corn or barley corn? Well, it, it's it's spelled barely, B A R E L Y. Hmm. So okay, I don't know, but uh, I'm thinking like, well, goddamn, how many cheese do I got to strap on the feed bag and eat some goddamn cheesesteaks? Put on the stretchy pants. Let's go. I I don't even eat meat, but I'll eat the bread and veggies. <laughs> See, that's not fair. That's, that puts me at a disadvantage. It won't work. I can't get it. Power through I'll some take more your Philly veggie sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, if we're ever in Oklahoma, we got to eat some cheesesteaks. So. Omaha, damn it. Omaha. Omaha. Oh, sorry. Omaha. That shows how much I was listening. Um, anyway. Well, Ian, thank you, bro. <laughs> thank you for the for the review, man. If you guys have yet to do it, go hit us with it. Yes, sir. Five stars. We would very much appreciate it. Um, we uh, we have a, a quite a bit to talk about this week because we got Sporting KC was an MLS action. Sporting KC's got the U.S. Open Cup coming up. Um, we're gonna answer all your fan questions. Talk about some some news about some of the players on international duty, and then uh, we got the dumpster fire that is the men's national team, and we got the oh women's World Cup. So <laughs> so much soccer to talk about. Um, but let's start with this Toronto FC game. Yeah, um, man, you were out of town, right? I was in North Carolina. Did um, you watch it all or just highlights later? I did not get to watch it live, but I did go back and watch it. Um, I, I A lot of times I try to do this thing where I like completely cut off from society and don't get any results. That's until so hard. It, I didn't do it this time. It's especially really? hard with soccer. Um and it's especially I try hard to do you... that with I try to do that with wrestling pay-per-views. I'll like turn off all notifications. I'm like, I'll watch it later. Stay off yeah. Twitter. Don't see who won. <laughs> yeah. You should have just never watched Goldberg versus Undertaker at all. And it would have been. Did you better. watch that? Did you I see s- that? I just saw highlights. And all I saw Jimmy was, they, was so bad. they both almost broke each other's necks. And then Jimmy, they about they killed each other. <laughs> they couldn't lift each other up. And then they both looked like they were about to have a heart attack at the end. So like, okay, the thing about professional <laughs> wrestling, I always love when someone's like, you know, it's not real, right? And it's like, yes, I fucking know it's not real. It's exciting and it's scripted. It's scripted violence. And when they, when you don't, pre- like, it's a dance partner, dude. 
And if you don't protect your partner's head like they did not, I mean, dude, you have no business being in the ring. Like, get the hell out. This sport is not for you. It, it's a choreographed fight, and they just they sucked. They both they both legitimately could have broken each other's necks at various points yeah. from the highlights I saw. Keep um, a lookout for our wrestling podcast in the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, anywho, um, Toronto game. Toronto game. So look, we we knew this was going to be a pretty tough game, even though Toronto didn't have Michael Bradley. They don't have Josie Altidore. Uh, we didn't have um, Christian Namath, Botan Barat, um, uh, Nico Hasler. Um, why am I blanking on whoever else was on international duty? Uh, uh, you said Namath, you said Hasler, Barat, Johnny Russell. Johnny Russell. Um, how did I forget Johnny Russell? He didn't play, I guess. Because he didn't Maybe play. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we knew this was going to be a tough game. We know <clears throat> Toronto's not the Toronto of a couple years ago, but we also know that they're a better team this year, and and we were missing a lot of guys. So um, when you saw this lineup come out, um, I guess it was about as first choice of a lineup as you could possibly get. We had Gerso come back. Um, that was fun. Yeah. How, how are you feeling going into this one? Uh, it's weird, too, because it's a Friday night game, so just, everything just kind of feels off. You know, uh, you got to get home. You got to get your dinner ready. It's 6 o'clock kickoff, for God's sake, so it was just weird. But seeing Gerso come back, you knew, like, hell yeah. Like, that speed on the wing we've been missing – and it showed early on, man. It showed how much of a uh, m- how meaningful he is to this team, and that's crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah. Peter Vermees even said after the game, as frustrated as he was, and, and we'll talk about it, who he was frustrated with. Maybe we'll do a little bit of speculation. Um, he he said that Gerso he thought had a fantastic game, and that Gerso went longer than he thought he'd be able to go, considering it's been a couple months just about since he's played a game. Um, so, all cool. in all. Gerso, I thought had a pretty good game. I agree with you. Sporting KC controlled possession pretty well early on. Um, I wouldn't say there there were a ton of of chances for Sporting KC early on. Um, Bro, the best for for a while, possession was like seventy some to twenty some. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, and and it's even crazier considering that Toronto ended up winning possession come the end of the game. Now, Damn. part of that is because Sporting KC was just about parking the bus at the very end, trying to hold on to that 2-1 lead that we didn't hold on to. Um, but Sporting Casey was was doing pretty well controlling the tempo of the game and 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 and, and holding their own early on. Um, in the Well, just after the 11-minute mark. In the 12th minute is when the first real scary thing happened, though. Um, there was a, a corner kick for Toronto FC. Um, a corner kick set pieces. It's going to become a theme of what we talk about. Uh, Pazuelo sent one in and um, I, I forget who it was. Who I think it was Zavaleta had a free header in the box, um, almost put it right into the left side of the net. And and Tim Melia had to have cat-like reflexes to jump and just knock this one away. But um, this one scared me. I don't know how, how this didn't end up in a, a Toronto goal. Yeah, man. It, uh, <laughs> it felt really, it felt like they were coming. They were coming hard and, uh, I thought we weathered the, their storm pretty well, though. I mean, we they were pressing very high, and yet we passed it around with ease. So much so that I was so scared when Tim Milia was playing all those side-to-side passes. Like, they were close. 
Yeah, yeah. And on, on this set piece specifically, I'm, I'm I'm not quite sure who it was that blew their assignment on Zavaleta, but Zavaleta should never get a free header that wide open. Like, no one even really jumped no. with him. And Tim uh, Milius saved the game a few times. Like, it was... It was Jesus Melia. That's what it was. <laughs> Jesus Melia. Um, I saw that later after the fact from Drew Vanderplug. Um, Vanderplug. I think he, he said he was trying to say like Jesus. Tim Melia is really good, except the way he yeah. wrote it without pu- punctuation is important. People punctuation. So no, it's not not when you got Jesus Melia in that <laughs> came out as Jesus Melia, where henceforth we shall uh, refer to Tim Melia as Jesus Melia. Um, yes, I break bread with him. Uh, body of yeah. the body of Tim, blood of Tim. <laughs> um, I mean, later in the game, this is after somebody. Sporting, I'm sure we are. Um, probably Jesus. Um, oh, no. <laughs> after, I like to think he has a sense of humor. He's probably laughing. Um, oh, Jesus. Sport, sporting, <laughs> sporting Jesus is certainly laughing. So, yeah, right. um, is he alive? Have we seen him in a while? Oh, my God. I have no idea. And I hope so. I hope someone's like, no, he drowned. What do you mean? Is he alive? <laughs> I haven't. I just haven't seen Sporting Jesus at a game in a long time. Well, because you're up in your high tower. I mean, have you seen him down at a game in, a, in this year? No, I haven't seen him. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. Um, you're up there on your cloud of judgment, heading handing down life lessons to the sinners. <laughs> That's right. Sometimes I feel like it. Um, <laughs> I did get. I did just get called racist on Twitter. Someone tried to racism watchdog me that, because I true. made a joke about how yep. the U.S. men's national team didn't hire Tata Martino because we had to hire a guy who spoke English, and this person apparently didn't understand the context around what I was saying, and I was you trying to say it was pig. stupid, and he tried to call out the racism watchdog on me, and I was like, nice try, but no, that's not what's happening here. Yeah, nice try. Racism watchdog watches soccer, you dunce. Yeah. Jeez. Um... You're very he upset just, about this. Well, he actually just tweeted back at me. He goes, tweet randomly showed up in my feed with no context. My bad. Well, maybe you should get some context. <laughs> Tim. Get some context, you fuck. He's from Atlanta. I'm, oh, on, boy. That's I'm coming I'm, in. I'm coming into the thread. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, anywho. I'm going to hit him, I'm gonna hit him with a real We recorded this on Monday, dog. so all of you, all of you guys who are going to inevitably go back and try to find this thread now it's two days old um that's true <laughs> anyway back back to uh back to the game um tim had to make another ridiculous save and i'll talk about the sporting kc goal that happened before this here in a second but once again it was a set piece pozuelo sends in a free kick and it was a gorgeous free kick because this pozuelo guy's pretty good and Tim dives again to his right, somehow has to make another miraculous save, and Toronto at this point could not buy a goal because Jesus Melia was there batting away the ball <sighs> like he was protecting the gates of heaven. And uh, yeah, it just, there was nothing that could get by him at this point. So it was great. It was great. And I just want to point out that by yeah. searching for you on Twitter, your name is not Jimmy Mack anymore. Supposedly, it's oh, lifelong right Raptors fan. What is wrong with you? I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> what is your deal i couldn't find you i was like Do I follow this fool what's going on hey anyways I mean, look, my boyhood basketball club is playing a big game team. in the finals tonight yeah oh my i mean God. i have I, i've followed Kawhi's career since he was just a wee lad growing up on the streets of toronto um, what so yeah I don't, I, I don't get into it too much 
Any, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I keep derailing us. It's been 15 minutes. It's, it's such a weird day. <laughs> it is. Okay, you know what? This is what happens. Um, so, yes. Anyway, Jesus Melia not letting balls into the goal. Uh, your take from a few weeks ago about Tim being bads held up really well. Um, so just throw, <laughs> throwing that out there. Um, yeah. But in, uh, in the 22nd minute, um, that's when Sporting Casey got a bit lucky. There wasn't a lot that had been happening outside of Tim making some good saves. And then, uh, Ilya was wide open in the middle of the field, decided to boot the ball up the field to Gerso. Nobody was really around. Nothing was really happening. He got pulled down by Drew Moore, and the ref initially said that it was a free kick just outside the box. Went to VAR, mm-hmm. ended up awarding a penalty um, after video review. What were your th- – I mean, obviously you were happy, but a lot yes, of people this were is saying this was a soft penalty. So I don't know. What it are you thinking? Super soft, dude. And it – I mean, he can't go back to VAR and say, okay, I, I – I'll wave the foul off. Clearly it was a soft foul. No, the foul has to stay. Now he has to just look at where it was. Was it in the box? Was it outside the box? And it was in the box, but it was a soft call initially. Cherso definitely sold it, but that's the game, dude. That's what you do. But Drew Moore also shouldn't have had his damn arms out to like keep him like that. I don't think Cherso was going to get to the ball first, but it doesn't matter. I mean, he's still without Drew Moore doing that. Like it doesn't happen, you know? Yeah, that's Which the thing. he's a cocky little son of a bitch, too, Drew Moore. I don't know <laughs> if you see the faces he's throwing around. I'm like, okay, your face is very punchable, my man. Drew Moore's got a punchable face. Just there saying, let it be known. I think we got a Written in title. the stones. Um, <laughs> punchable face, Drew Moore. <laughs> you fuck. Jesus, Amelia will get you. <laughs> but, I mean, you may, technically, I think the ref could have waved off the, the, the foul altogether. Um no, he can't. What? You can't VAR a foul. So yeah, here's the that's the nuance about VAR. You can't go to v- video review to see if it was a foul. But once you get to video review, you can do anything you want. The only game changing situation, yeah, the rule about the game changing situations are those are the only ways that video review can be instigated. But once you are there, like they're they the 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 way the reason that they went to video review here was to see was it in the penalty box. But yeah. once you instigate a video review, you could do anything you want. He could have waved it off. He could have awarded a yellow card, but said no penalty. But here's a yellow card. It's it, it's a little known nuance of video review. But but the only thing about the game changing situations are, are those are only the gateways to video review. But then you can do whatever. My so. God, dude, you're talking so fast. It sounds like you're on one and a half speed right now. <laughs> <laughs> I get very excited about video review. I know you love VAR. Do you need to go change your pants? <laughs> you know, I, I don't, but uh, other you hear that thing Paul Pierce said earlier this week about how he had to get wheelchaired off uh, off the court because he <laughs> yeah. pooped his pants? Finally admitted that. He's my favorite. So He's my favorite player of all time. He's <laughs> <laughs> so good. He pooped his pants and had to get wheelchaired off the court. Um, yeah, he's, it reminds me of, <laughs> of that guy uh, from Philip Seymour Hoffman from Along Came Polly, and he's like, when you need to go, I just sharted. And Ben Stiller's like, what? And he's like, I just sharted. He's like, what is that? <laughs> Farted and a little shit came out. Come on, let's go. We got to go. This is this is a special episode right here. Sometimes you know as it's you're special. recording, like the, the it, it is a fantastic episode. Um, I don't know if I have that feeling for this one, but it's going to be entertaining in some, in some way. Um, it's entertaining. Come on. It is. I mean, we're, we're all getting to what we know. 
is at the end of this Toronto game, like it was kind of heartbreaking. So yeah. it's like, can we really say yeah. much about it? It was a great game. We thought we had the victory. It didn't freaking happen. It sucks, man. I'm hurt. Yeah. We might have a new uh, penalty taker, though. Felipe. He hit this penalty right after yeah. the Jericho foul. He was confident. Um, if you look at it straight and on. he likes to start fights with everyone on the field. Well, that's true, too. Um, <clears throat> he's a chirper. He is a chirper. The Chilean chirper. He's got a new nickname. Oh, Chilean oh. chirpy? <laughs> chirpy cabra? The chirpy cabra. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um yeah, he he converted the penalty kick. Now had had the goalie dived the right way, he might have stopped it, but hey, doesn't matter. He converted it. Um you know, Toronto kept coming at Sporting KC. They almost scored in the 36th minute when Justin yeah. Morrow sent one just one past. was coming. Oh my god. I feel like look, okay, so they score. Let's talk about this goal. Then I want to talk about all their other chances. 43rd minute, Nick DeLeon uh Gorgeous little tic-tac-toe goal. Um, I think it was – I'm not even sure who sent it in from the far side. All I know is it was Daniel Shalloway who was caught watching. I think it was might have been Pozuelo. Um, Shalloway just not playing defense in the slightest. And, and, you know, beautiful little play here from Toronto. And suddenly it's 1-1 right before halftime. So, not great. That sucked, man. That was a sucky way to go in. It seems like we give up goals right at the end of halves. Like, we don't close out. A whole 45 minutes. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, we're looking good, and then it just just falls apart. I don't get it. Yeah, and clearly, uh, you know, I said that um, Shalwi was was sleeping on the play. Clearly, Peter Vermees thought the same thing uh, because he yanked his ass right at (laughs) halftime. He was like, nope, sit down. Took him out. Kellen Rose coming in. How, How did that happen? I was like, whoa. A sub at halftime? This is a I, I think I posted a unicorn. I was like, this is a rare, rare moment, folks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Peter doesn't use his sometimes ever doesn't use his subs. Um, but yeah, you know, he was clearly pit I mean that was oh, when you have well, you know, when you don't have subs, you can't use them. Right. But I mean that look, that was punishment for Shallowy, plain and simple. Yeah. Um you can't sleep on a dangerous player like Pozuelo on a team like Toronto FC and especially at the end of the half. Um and it, it, Daniel throws little fits when things don't go his way, doesn't he? He can, he can. And look, it's it he ha- does. He gets a little sassy. It hasn't been the greatest sassy year. <laughs> hasn't been the greatest year for for Daniel. Um, you know, part of that is is Jerso kind of took a spot, and maybe it's a little bit of a different year than Daniel thought after the the season he had last year. Um, but you can't make mistakes like that. That's not going to get you back in the starting eleven consistently. Um, that's true man so we go into halftime 1-1 but i actually after watching that game i was like damn sporting kc's lucky they're not down like 4-1 right now like it could have easily been toronto had three or four goals in that first half 100 percent. so um it sucked that we gave up that uh that um the goal at the end of the first half but then uh you know it was just uh what like 20 less than 20 minutes in um Felipe was 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 given a penalty um or awarded a penalty after getting pulled down in the box and once again it was uh oh yeah or not pulled he got down he too that was yeah that was a, a serious penalty I, it was hard to see if he got kind of pulled but down but he had to VAR it again yeah i mean he had Nick DeLeon kind of hit him in the back and i couldn't quite tell if it was did he did he kind of push it, him he hit his foot it looked like okay cuz the keeper took him out like he too he went for the ball uh, right 
but Nick DeLeon like clips him and his foot just kind of goes in a little bit straight, you know, straight PK. But it's interesting that the referee didn't even want to take a look at it or anything. Like he waited for his assistant to say something. Yeah, he uh, he had to go to video review once again. So Sporting KC a little bit lucky, maybe you could say. Two goals from Dude, two penalty kicks. VAR works. Yeah. When, it, when it works, you know, it's fun. Did you see what... It works um, for you. <laughs> <laughs> did you see what the English Premier League is planning on doing for, for VAR next year? Like everything mm, they're doing? Remind me. Okay, well now I should have actually pulled this up before... <laughs> you expected me to just know? <laughs> No, 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 no. I forget. Let me let me see here exactly what Okay. Here it is. Premier League um clubs were provided with an update on plans for the intro of VAR. Um this included details on in-stadium communications in particular when there is a clear delay to the match because of VAR. The Premier League has created graphics which will be displayed on giant screens to explain any VAR related delay to the match and any overturned decision. Additionally, if the VAR believes oh, there is shit. a definitive video clip which helps explain an overturned decision to fans, it will be broadcast on giant screens. In addition, oh, the Premier League is investigating the possibility of messages and video clips being viewed on handheld devices via an app. Um, Get out. And for clubs, That's who, fun. for clubs which don't have giant screens in their stadium, VAR communications will be made in a combination of PA announcements and messages on scoreboards. So, why can't MLS that figure awesome. that out? Why can't we? We were the ones who had this first, so why didn't we do that? I don't know. But they're basically going to make every possible effort to explain this is exactly what happened. This is the clip we saw to overturn the decision. This is the moment that we that 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 it happened. I mean, this is why we decided to overturn it or to uphold it or whatnot. So, I love that because like you don't know if they're looking at a foul or if they're checking to see if he was offsides. Like you have no idea. Right. And then all of a sudden they come back and they make a box and they point somewhere and you're like, does the point mean to the box or to the spot? Does the point mean, nope, it's going to be a kick from over yeah. here. They may, does the point, if you're going to make them what do some stupid no square thing with their fingers, it's, it's, un- it's unbelievable. I, I hate that miscommunication out there. Well, and the one that pissed me off so much is when the refs on like a little power trip and they know like they've made their decision, but it's like what Baltimore Toledo did a, a few weeks back where they have that stupid slow jog all the way across the field and they're not letting you know their decision. They're not letting you know their decision. They're not letting you know their decision. And then like 35 seconds later, they finally make the score and point to the spot and everyone just gets pissed. And I'm just like, you could have said this from yeah. the get go and then we could have avoided this whole charade. But, um, but yeah, it is what it is. I've come to terms and realized that I don't, I don't like any referee in major league soccer. I think there's not a single one <laughs> that's out there. Like, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Whether it's Toledo or it's if it's freaking Sabiga, like, I don't know. Ted Uncle, Uncle Ted, Ted, Ted Uncle, Uncle Ted. <laughs> I swear, man. I don't. I, I something about him. I'm just like, ugh. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm. I'm. I think I'm a pessimist referee fan. I'm like, ugh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, every single Robert Sabiga. I'm like, nope, don't want him. Um, Sabigas, he'll let you fight out there. He'll be like, "Yeah, you guys work it out. I'll call a foul <laughs> when I need to. You yeah. figure it out." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's odd. Um, all of them are better than Kevin Stott, who is about That's as useless true. as a traffic cone. Um, He's too hot to stop. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I'm, do I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, Felipe, 
earn, earn the penalty by way of uh, video review. Once again, converts the penalty kick. 2-1, 18 minutes left. All you got to do is close out the game. That's it. Simple enough, right? Um, yeah, simple. Seems like it should be. Six minutes of stoppage time comes up. You're like, okay, not great. But, hey, we can, we've weathered the storm 18 minutes so far. We can weather it six minutes more. And then, uh, for some reason, um, Andre Ufantas decides that he's going to step off the line and step all the way up, a third of the way up the field to cover um, a midfielder he has no business covering, leaves the back line exposed, and then uh, Toronto FC scores a little dink and dunk, easy goal, 95th minute, tie game, 2-2, and that's the way it ends. Dude, so. Jimmy, I didn't, you know, you you put me in control of the pod Twitter that night and I wasn't even watching because I'm like, oh, about 90 seconds left. I'm going to queue up this very funny victory tweet right now. I'm super <laughs> excited about it and I'm queuing it up, dude, and I'm ready to hit send like right freaking away and that happens and I just delete it in like the saddest way possible. It's, uh, I didn't even see the goal. I was like, can someone show me, can we show it again, please? <laughs> Yeah, I've seen it too many times now. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying Fontas is is solely to blame, but like, why is he stepping? I mean, I'd rather have Yo. Pozuelo take a 25 yard shot than step up yep. and leave the middle of the box unattended. So would Tim. Tim is like, make him shoot from outside. I'll blow. I'll I'll get to it. But like, and Jesus, Melia. Dude, people people don't like Fontas, man. They are upset, and they're like, we're paying him how many zeros? What is that? Right. Well, I mean, it's hard when he was essentially brought in as the replacement for Ike, and Ike was a def- MLS Defender of the Year just a couple seasons ago, and Ike was making a third oh, of what Fontes was making, and Ike was a fan True. favorite, and then you ship him out, even if you get a million dollars in TAM or GAM or WAM or whatever allocation money it is now. <laughs> um, yeah. They actually, they actually just got George Michael. Um. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that's that's how we were compensated. I'm never dance again. <laughs> um, but it's 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 he's never going to live down that comparison. So, and that's I think true, he's man. fine. But when you compare his salary and 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 everything that goes around with with how much people loved Ike, that's tough. So I miss Ike, and I I didn't put his bobblehead on my desk at work because he's gone. So he he has to stay home. <laughs> you just get sad every time you look at I, it. Yep. I just got Tim and Beasler on my desk and oh. uh that's it. Um but look and my John Cena. <laughs> there you go. Um <laughs> fan, fans weren't the only ones frustrated with this result. I mean, Peter Vermees um after the yeah. game he said it was very frustrating. We gave up two goals, one toward the end of the first half and one at the end of the second half. The team worked their tails off for the most part, but a few guys were sleeping in the game. Unfortunately, it has an impact. In the last two games, we should have six points. We don't. That's very frustrating, especially for the guys who put so much into the game. Um, Yo, Peter usually gives a, a little post-game interview that's like 90 seconds long. You know he's pissed when the, the interview's like 35 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carter's like, uh... Um, we're going to cut this short. Carter's like, all right, well, we'll see you later, coach. (laughs) Thank you, Peter. Uh, Yeah. It, uh, I don't know. It just sucks. And look, we always say you get a draw from road games. It's a, it's a success. And, and honestly, looking at the the way the stats broke down in this game and looking at how many goals Toronto could have had in the first half, a draw probably is a success, just not in the way it happened. 
like there's there's nuance here, I guess. And and yes, a draw is a success, except for the fact when you give it up in such a stupid Sucks. way. So are you saying with this five game road swing, is it five games or six games? Um, it's five, right? I believe, let me look at the schedule. I think you're right. I yeah. think it's five. So you're saying if we got five points out of these five games, you'd feel like that's a success? Well, I mean, so the, that's where it gets difficult. Is a a draw? We need shit. Yeah, a, a draw in a road game is a success, assuming you win most of your home games. Um, Bro, we ain't winning home games, that's for sure. And then we get to come back in July and play LAFC. Oh hell no! Yeah, and LAFC just made room for another designated player because they just sold Andre Horta back to Portugal. So right, who knows we need to win that game. Because it's July 3rd, and I kind of want to watch those post-game fireworks in a happy frame of mind. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. It's true. Um, we're one of two teams that haven't won a road game in MLS this year, the other one being the Chicago Fire. Um, oh, God. And the Fire are probably going to come beat us at our place, so we'll be the only team who hasn't won a road game. Cool. Yeah, it, I mean, so... Let's 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 get into some of the fan questions from this game because get them. some of them will will open up to the takes. We that got I a new one give. on there too. <clears throat> so Hawk Jock kind of was asking what we were just talking about. Even though they have felt like losses, would you consider still getting at least a point in each of the last two road games a positive, given the current state of the team? I'm trying to stay positive here, even though it's been rough as of, or tough as of late. Um. I mean, you can see some positives. You really can. It's just, it's so much easier to like see all the negatives because it feels like we're in a bad way right now. But you can see us kind of clawing and scratching and just not getting it all the way done. But yeah, you can see some positives, right? Yeah, there there are positives. And I mean, look, no Johnny Russell, no Christian Namath, um, no Botan Barat, who has been arguably our best central defender this year um no nico johnny Hasler. tears that defense apart on friday johnny would have tore it up yeah yeah and and when you got namath in there i mean we had johan starting at, at striker again which he's fine um he almost chipped almost had another chip he hit it he right did. off the, the keeper's <laughs> face um puts a little more touch on that ball and it might be a goal um oh that's fantastic but i don't know um I mean, Hoffman FC just asked right now, you know, we're improving every week as we get players back. We were better against Toronto than Houston and so on. Do you think we are slowly improving and that clean sheets and wins are just around the corner? I don't know. What do you think? Kind of just That's kind of just what the last question said, right? Like seeing some positives in, in all this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. It does feel like that, man. It feels like it. And I think, I think a huge win in this U.S. Open Cup game tonight – essentially, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, would be a huge, huge deal and and really help our self-esteem because we're off on the weekend. We ain't got nothing going on, man. We don't come back and play again until like until the 23rd uh, against at, at Columbus. So, I mean, I feel like you got to take yeah. this Open Cup game and get a huge momentum swing going into your little break. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. Um, and, you know, there it's... Um... Deborah Hunter, she asked a, a series of questions, but but one of the questions she asked is, is it time to concede this season and give more time to the younger ones and work on rebuilding? Um, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, Deborah. I do love the questions. I really do. But we, it's not time to give up, right? 
No, I think some people are wondering, like I've heard this or I've seen this take elsewhere. Like, do you give up on the MLS season and, and you just focus on the open cup or what? And, and that's kind of what Deborah's asking. Um, as much as it sucks right now, y'all got to remember we are three points off a playoff spot, just three points. That is one game. And one of the teams that's ahead of us, Vancouver has played one more game than we have. So this season is by no man, means man. over. All you got to do is, I mean, I don't mean to sound cliche, but all you got to do is get in the dance and then you just got to get on a hot streak. And if this team gets healthy and hot at the right time, they can make a run to deep in the playoffs. They just got to make it there. But that's all it takes, man. And I keep trying to talk people off the ledge. Like let's, let's have this conversation in August, right? That's what August's be. If we're really screwed, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Like kind of I mean, your last minute. If it's August and and we're still not in playoff contention, that's when you know we're having a real problem. Someone asked us, and, and I didn't have time to look this up, but like a week by week comparison to Seattle when they had their first uh, first halves of the seasons a couple of, uh, a couple seasons ago that were rough. Um, but I don't think it was until August um, and like the end of August, even when Seattle started making their surge from like tenth place in the West up the standings. So. Um, there's yep. still lots of time. I wish this was like I wish this was like pinball and we could get like point multiplier and get like more than three points per game. <laughs> yeah. And I actually think I feel that, like we'll need it. Yeah. I but I, I actually think that the new playoff format, if if you remember, it's all single games this year. There's no home and away. I actually think I that benefits a team like Sporting KC this year because you don't have to worry about the you know playing a better team over two games or like yeah i don't think we can beat lafc probably over the course of two games one at sporting uh but Children's you might be and one away at every team through the whole playoff so you might be and we're so good at away yeah, games you, <laughs> i mean yeah i mean that's a fair point right now we're not but we also haven't really been healthy um but over history the history has shown that i think sporting kc has been the best team on the road in recent years so i mean like Let's get that shit together, man. Let's get it going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the doc, he asked with our current form, where can you see us ending up on the table? And can you, you can you see us with some silverware this season? Um, yeah, there's still a Bro, chance to get silverware. So. I'm going to say we squeeze into like playoff spot six or seven, man. Yeah. I think, I mean, look, I we're, we're not winning. Anything win- can happen. Yeah. We're not winning the supporter shield. I mean, LAFC is is too good. Um, yeah, but Philadelphia Union are doing some shit too. They're not gonna. That's not gonna last. They're gonna no? end up. No, they're gonna end up like fourth or fifth in the East. I, I'm I'm almost positive. Well, um, this is a Philadelphia podcast now, so I don't know. I'm pretty true. optimistic about them. Um, <laughs> but I, I I do think you know fifth place is is not out of the question. If things absolutely break right, maybe, maybe, maybe fourth. But I, I mean, look, we're probably looking mm, fifth, sixth, seventh. Too here. early. It, it's just a, it's just a fun thing to talk about. Really, I mean, it's it's just way too early. It's a long season, but then you look at it and it's like, shit, is it really that long, dude? Four months, man. There's only four months left. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, it's you got to start turning it around at some point. And, and Dylan Butkenbach, he said, is our inability to finish games mental or fatigue? Um, I, Dude, it's got to be mental, right? Yeah, I think it's mental. And, 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 you know, sometimes that's harder to fix than, than if it's just physical. Because if it's physical, at least you know, hey, the guys are tired. Um, but, you know, Daniel Shallowy shouldn't be tired to the point where 42 minutes in the game, he's just not running after a, a, a player when he's on defense. 
Um, right. Andre Fontes shouldn't, he's not stepping up into the midfield because he's tired. It's a mental error. Um, so set piece defending. We're, we're terrible at it because it's, it's mental right now. They're just not getting in the right places. So, um, it's where you really miss Ike, man. Every set piece, whether it be ours or theirs, I'm just like, this is not good. Yeah. I, I don't feel comfortable. Kobe Roney said, uh, um, when the transfer window opens, what position do you think Peter will go for? And what position do you guys think we need? So that's a, that's a, a tricky oh, question. God. Right now. Well, we love midfielders, so he'll probably go for another midfielder. <laughs> um, I don't know. So it's it's tough, man. Everyone talks about strikers and it's like, we're scoring goals up there. That's not a problem. So we're scoring goals and, and granted Gerso has been out for a while. So that may have an effect on, on what I'm about to say, but Riley Ayer puts together these awesome dashboards every week for us. Um, and he just sent the new one in and, and he pointed out, if you look at the shots and you look at shots on target, there's Nemo and Johnny and Felipe. And then a, big gap and then everyone else like we're not really getting any sort of offensive production out of anyone outside of those three um i mean like it's a it's a i mean we'll we'll retweet this from from the podcast but it's a stark drop off between those three and everyone else part of that is because of the injuries and call-ups and whatnot but maybe peter does look at some attacking reinforcements kellen Rowe hasn't quite played out like he wanted to um Eric Hurtado, maybe he's coming back, but like, I don't know. The defense is a problem too. The defense was bad this game. So it's just, it's tough, man. I don't know. I don't know what, what, if there's any one thing. And that's part of the problem too when it's mental is there just may not be any one thing. So it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Uh, We probably won't get anybody, to be honest. We probably won't do a damn thing. I think they'll bring in somebody, but I do not think it's going to be a big name signing. And I will be shocked if it is. And and I don't think the fan base will be happy if it's not. But I I mean, that's the thing is I can't, I mean, look, Roger being gone is terrible. Benny was a stopgap measure. Um, You know, Jimmy Madron is working his way back to fitness. Um, Maybe you can bring in a, another right back, but I mean Hasler's been fine at right back. You don't probably need that. There, there isn't any sort of one position where you're like, boom, there. That is the problem, and and that's difficult. So, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, man. But we do have an open cup starting tonight at the Minnesota United Loons. So, um, how you feeling about the open cup? You think uh, you think we can make a little run here, dude? I, I think you have to. I mean, I know we're gonna try. A lot of people think like you know maybe we should just calm down and go all in on the Open Cup, or maybe tank the Open Cup so we can focus on getting back in the league standings. But I don't think we're gonna tank anything, man. I think we have a real chance here, and it starts at Minnesota. And that could be the perfect team for us to bounce back. Now, we have yet to win at Minnesota, if I'm correct. I think you are correct. So this could be tough. But what better time to start than now against uh, your old friend Ike Opara and uh, at a brand new stadium you've never been to. So yeah, you never won at the University of Minnesota Stadium, but now maybe you can win at their, their new stadium. And it comes at a decent time, because uh, I was going to ask you who you think we might see suit up, but... 
without playing a game the following week, five days of rest too. Yeah, yeah, and without playing a game the following weekend, more you, than three, you can have a little, uh, a little bit more flexibility with who you put in there. So, I would think so. Now, are you going to have any national people back yet? Uh, are the Hungary people in Scotland coming back or no? I do not know. Oh I don't no, think so. no, they won't because they have a second yeah. game. Like yesterday, I think. I think they play on Tuesday. Yeah, I don't think we're getting uh, anybody back from the national team yet. Um, so it's it's going to be a, a, a mix. Right. And we're, we don't have Zalalem. He's going to the U23 camp. It's uh, true. I didn't even know he was still on the team, but all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean. No, I, I'm just kidding. He just doesn't play. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're they're trying to see where he's at physically. Good for him getting, getting called into a camp. Um, there's no game for the U23s, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, just more of a training camp but um it'll be interesting to see what sort of lineup uh peter puts out so um i don't know i think we can do it it's just sort of depends what team shows up so absolutely man i'm excited about it i've always loved the open cup and it's cool this year because it is on espn plus i know a lot of people are like oh but we don't have espn plus well that sucks Go follow another pod on Twitter. We'll tweet out the game for you. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, we don't work for ESPN. We, we don't get any commission, but five bucks a month, pretty sweet deal for all the soccer you get. Um, yeah. Yeah. They just got the English language rights to Copa Libertadores, I believe. Um, if you are a soccer fan, it is it is a good $5 a month to spend. Um, so I know budgets are tight. I'm not trying to say it's nothing. Like, hey, for some people, $5 a month might yeah. be something that, that they genuinely can't do. Um, but if it you can do up, it. dude, when you put your Hulu and your Netflix on there. Yeah. yeah. But if you can do it, it's a good it's a good $5 a month. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. It'll be fun. Uh, do you – I mean, you mentioned that we play Minnesota all the time in this tournament. Are, are, would you like to see them get away from the sort of geographic pooling and open it up to, to play other teams or, or, or does it not bother you so much? I would, I would, but from a time zone standpoint, I'm okay with it. Like you, you hate to, I don't know, man, those, those LA games are always so late over here, you know, or Vancouver or anything on the West coast. It's always so late. Yeah. So I guess I get that. It's yeah. a weeknight. You don't want to have it too late. Yeah, it's um yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's tough because I know for these smaller teams too budgets are tight so like asking a a, a USL or NPSL sometimes even or, or or whatever team to travel farther than they have to is it's really tough, but I'd like to figure out there's a way. I I'd like to think there's a way for the US Soccer Federation to figure this out where it doesn't end up being like, "Oh yeah, we're playing Minnesota again or Portland and Seattle or playing their biggest rival in the the fourth round of the open cup so i don't know yeah uh just seems like there's should be fun plenty of smart people in this country they should be able to figure it out if they wanted to um but then again you could say the same thing about the u.s men's national team and look where we are there so yeah it's not they're not fun people to watch at all i wasn't even available to watch the game on sunday but i i heard it was not good uh neither game was good uh, Wednesday, we lost to Jamaica 1-0. Jamaica, a team made up of mostly USL players. Um, so I don't want to hear the excuses that Greg Baralter has of, well, the players aren't quite fully fit yet, which whatever. If a, a not fully fit Christian Pulisic should be able to beat a 
team of USL players. Um, and then Venezuela was just a disaster. 3-0 was, was just awful. Um, and those were your last two games before the Gold Cup. So... It's not looking great. Wow, man. I don't know. They're not. I saw something on Twitter. Someone said people should absolutely not buy tickets to go see them in the Gold Cup. Like, this is not a good product. Why would you go support this? So, yeah, I, I'm I'm holding out. I have not bought mine yet. I uh, I did not buy a ticket. I am going to be there as media. Um, oh, did they approve your stuff I, already? Yeah, I found out today that I got approved, which I was like, that's early for CONCACAF. Um did they email you or something? Yeah, they sent me an email. They're like, congratulations, you've been approved for CONCACAF uh, Gold Cup. And I was like, oh, thank you. Um, cool. So if you have any questions you want me to ask Greg with two Gs at the end of his name, um, that's how you know you can't trust him. He spelled Greg G-R-E-G-G. It's a, it's a bad sign from the get-go. Yeah. Um, He's real G, man. Real, <laughs> real OG. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't I got nothing for you to ask him, but uh, we'll see, man. We'll see if people, I, I, I kind of hope people go. I really do because it will help. It'll absolutely help with getting the world cup in Kansas city. Just like people going to the Bayern game next month will help with that. You know, even though they won't have Hamas Rodriguez anymore. Um, that's, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm sad for the state of us men's soccer because I mean, they, they talk about the lost generation, which are like those people 25 to 29 years old right now. And, and it really is true. There's pretty much nobody in that age range who's who's a, a solid contributor. I mean, I guess Josie is maybe right on the end of that age range, but he's always hurt now. Um, there's some exciting younger prospects with Timothy Weah and Josh Sargent and Tyler Adams, if they ever play him in the proper position. But like, I don't know, man. It's it's a long dark tunnel ahead, and I don't really see light at the end of it right now. Um, for nah, for the man, US there's not team. a lot of light. It's very uh, you're very much buried, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. That's for sure. Yeah. So it'll be a Tuesday night, their first game. So last night, essentially. Yeah, and um, and women play earlier in the day, so hopefully they get some. Yeah, things man, done. watch the women's World Cup. This is, I mean, this is the this is the U.S. national team to watch. They have a chance at winning this whole thing. Um, that's right i've not caught any games by the way of the women's world cup i have not seen any they've been happening while i've been traveling so i haven't had it mostly or while at work um i i will have watched the women's game uh yesterday by the time y'all are listening to this i blocked off my work schedule so i could yeah we should just take off and head up to noah pup that would be nice and then while we're there we could uh give some blood while we eat some food donate blood (laughs) can you matt can you believe that can you believe they did the blood drive at no other pub i mean when I go to eat some food, I want to watch people yeah. have needles put in their arms. In the middle of the day, I want to see people pumping blood while I'm eating this uh, chicken wrap over here. All right, I don't, I don't need that. <laughs> I'm trying to eat, drink a Bloody Mary, and you got Mary bleeding over there. I don't like it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, 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 that's an odd decision. They used to do it on a Saturday. They used to do it at Children's Mercy Park. At Children's Mercy, we both yeah. had gone before. Um, Fun time. Always had a great turnout. So I'm not sure what their angle was here, like trying to get the lunchtime downtown crowd or something. Because I'm I have no intention to like leave work for, in Overland Park to drive to no other pub to donate blood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can't do that. Um, so. But I definitely, I definitely would have made time for it on like a Saturday at the stadium. 
Like hell yeah. So I wonder I wonder why they couldn't uh work that out. Yeah. I'm uh I'm not sure. Um I don't even like I have like a phobia of needles just about and I've I've gone down to give blood at uh Children's Mercy Park before, but not this huh. time. But afraid of a little prick, huh? I mean, I get over it now, but supposedly Yeah, you do. <laughs> supposedly what my mom <laughs> told me <laughs> happened when I was a little kid was we had like an incompetent nurse who was trying to take blood from me for something and she kept getting oh, like God. putting it in the wrong place and so she poked me with a needle on my arm like seven to ten times and couldn't do it and my mom i guess eventually had to be like you're not going to do this anymore go find somebody who knows what they're doing because my child is screaming from you poking him with a needle repeatedly so mom's like i was gonna give you my herbalife pitch but now you get nothing (laughs) no no you don't get to be part of the pyramid scheme Um, (laughs) you're done you don't want these vitamins you're out of here there's special berries that's right. So, dude, the way you said it, you're like she was trying to take my blood for something, and I'm just thinking, like, what? Why don't you, you for what? Well, she's gonna clone your ass. What do you mean for something? Probably. <laughs> gonna freeze my DNA, just, you know, in case for storage. Yeah. One day they they need to make a clone of me. Um. So, I don't oh know. My. But yeah, the U.S. women play Thailand. Um, they should have probably won at this point. Um. But I think they're they're also in a group with uh, with Sweden, and that's probably going to be their their toughest competition in the group stage. So it'll uh, that's true, man. Be interesting. And I heard if they win their group, they'll face off against France, who will probably win their group, and that's terrifying. Yeah, but um, I don't know. It's it, it's going to be awesome. So hopefully, everyone's out to dethrone the champs. Yep. I mean, that's what happens. You know, they're the kings right now, the queens. So keep. Yep. Uh, Head on down to uh, to the watch parties that Sporting KC's putting on. I, I know I think they're going to be at no other pub, so um, should be pretty. Having cool. one on, uh, I bet there's a huge turnout for the one uh, for their next game because it's on Sunday. It's on Father's Day, and it's at 11 a.m. Yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. If you need something to do with your dad, head on down to no other pub. There will not be blood drawn at that time. And hmm. uh, my dad's out of town that day, so I I think I'm freed up. There you go. You can do whatever you want. Um, but yeah, hopefully the women have a better World Cup than the U.S. under-20 men's team. They got knocked out by Ecuador. They are out of it. That's true. Um, so it's a damn shame. It's pretty much up to the women to hold down the fort for U.S. soccer. They're the only competent team out there right now. So They will. I'm excited. Um, the only other thing I really had to mention uh, this week was uh, – there's a there's another podcast crowding up the podcast uh, zone. That's right. right now the uh, the BS podcast from Benny Failhaber and Sal Zizo, featuring Andy. They're hard Grunabon. to find, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Sporting KC did post about it, but um, it's out there. I, I've I've listened to a part of it, not the whole thing. Um, sounds like it'll be pretty entertaining. And they're not on iTunes yet. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they are not. There's but still waiting to get approved apparently um but it should be an entertaining podcast it's not going to be about sport and kc soccer it's going to be about all sorts of different stuff i'm sure they'll touch on soccer at times but yeah go support benny and sal so that should be good it's not bad first episode was fun so it's not going to be the benny Fellhaber show per se but i'm sure there will be some callbacks so we, there you go no uh no cj sapong to give his conspiracy theories this time but you know, that's always a classic. <laughs> if you go back and watch old Benny Failhaber shows. So 
Good times. That's what I got, man. So that's it, brother. Good pod. There you go. We we only straight off course a couple times. Um, not a big deal. You know what you're getting when you press that play button. You already know. Yeah, yeah. it happens. So. Anyway, folks, thank you so much for listening. Uh, the next episode will be Big Nine Zero, so we're coming up to the century mark in not too long. We'll be there before the end of this season. So make sure you uh, nice. give us those five stars, ratings, and reviews to keep helping other people find us. Um, tell your family, tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter at No Other Pod, uh, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMac03. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash No Other Pod. And you can always send us an email, no other pod at gmail.com. But uh, until next week, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We will catch y'all later. See ya. Wake me up before you go, go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.